And I also had a lot of questions about, I, I didn't understand too much about the port. Um, oh, really? Mm-hmm. I mean, I had sort of understood it, but not, I don't think I knew anybody that had one. And I'm not sure, because I remember, this is so bizarre, a long time ago I saw a woman who got a tattoo of what a port actually looks like, and the actual device. She got, um, and she got the device, uh, a tattoo of a bird holding the device, I think in its beak or maybe in one of its wow. feet right here in the same, um, in the same place where you have the port place. Wow. It was a really cool tattoo. It looked really neat. And I remember looking at that device going, what the heck is that? <laughs> so, um, I would say is, you know, that was also, they, and they did talk about getting a port and that's where they would administer the drug. I think it was a little bit over my head at first to try and understand. And then they also were saying how you get the port and even the same day, get your first treatment or next day, get your first treatment. I got mine the next day. Right. And I was like totally blown away by how quickly that was. I was like, you're going to put something inside Mm -hmm. of me and then you're going to use it right away. (laughs) That Mm -hmm. seems really, really quick, but apparently that's very normal. If you want to see what a portacath looks like, the best thing to do is you want to find a like a nurse website mm-hmm. because nurses are the ones that are accessing and mm-hmm. and doing the maintenance for these portacaths. Mm-hmm. So it's it's called a portacath and nurse.org n u r s e.org has a portacath and it's hyphenated. So it's port-a-cath and they have a portacath 101 how to access a port it's great. It's got pictures of wow. like where it is in your vasculature. It's got pictures of the actual device itself. Cool. The other thing to do is they should give you a card mm-hmm. that comes with, and that card will have a website on it, the manufacturer's website. Right. It's a device card. It's a device card. Mm-hmm. You'll get it with your tissue expander. Mm-hmm. You'll get it with your... Um, new Lasta robot, Mm. you'll get it with your, your port. And those, it's probably a power port. Mm -hmm. I don't, I don't really know of very many places that use anything other than power port. That's good. Um, And that's a kind of port. It's not necessarily, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think it is a branded, uh, I I think think it is is. a branded port actually. Mine was purple. Yeah, mine too. And the purpose of a power port is that it can take, um, you can get you can get contrast through it. Mm-hmm. You can it can handle like a higher psi, mm-hmm. so a higher um, ba- basically pressure inside the device itself. Anyway, go to the manufacturer's website. They will have information. They'll probably have patient information mm-hmm. and healthcare information, and you can look through both and just decide which one you know has the information level that you're looking for, but they'll have pictures. They'll look for videos, look for videos of, of ports and people accessing ports. Like it's available. That being said, when I was getting chemo, my friend and I, I had just been told I was going to get a tissue expander because I had just met with my plastic surgeon. Mm-hmm. 
and we looked up a video on the tissue expanders and it looked, it scared me. <laughs> so just, and the, my experience with this tissue expander has not been scary and it was not painful to access it or to inflate it the way that the video made it seem. <laughs> so just if something starts to scare you or intimidate you, just go, you don't need that. You don't need that. And it's not going to be that bad. Don't watch them access your port. Don't watch it. Don't watch oh, it. That's just my morbid. That's just me. Cause mm -hmm. I love doing it. Okay. I don't watch them when they do it to me. Right. Right. I that's look, what I mean. I look away. Also, you don't want to breathe on that area after mm -hmm. they've sanitized it. They no. should be wearing a mask and you should look away and not look down at it and kind of breathe on it because you're, our mouths are gross and you don't want your mouth flora on your skin. Nope. Before they shove a needle in there right. and introduce all of that flora and trap it underneath of a dressing so that it can breed and, and migrate in there. No. <laughs> bad. All bad things. <laughs> we should really go over. Does everybody... I don't know if everybody knows what it should look like when someone accesses their port. What What do you mean? Like what it should, oh, like what the nurse should what be What the nurse wearing, should be doing. Right. So. It is good to know because, I mean, there are nurses that may or may not be as careful as they should. There is definitely a special um, quota or mm. regimen that mm -hmm. should be followed every time a port is accessed. And there are only certain nurses that can do it. There are only certain nurses that can do it, especially mm -hmm. trained nurses. And this is what this should look like. Very, at, at, it, it's very basic. There can be some deviation from this, but it will be a kit and they should open the kit in front of you. Mm -hmm. They should wear a mask. After they have cleaned you off, with that scrubby stick thing, which should consist of friction. And it might feel a bit aggressive on your chest, but the friction. So what's in, what's in that, um, scrubby stick? Why? I know what these things are called. It's a it, chlorhexidine prep swab is what it is. Right. But I'm going to call it a scrubby stick. It does because look like a stick with, with liquid. It looks in like it. something that if it were larger, you'd clean your toilet bowl with it totally. because it's mini. Yes. It's for your chest and it should be very wet and it should last about 15 seconds at minimum. And it should be back and forth, up and down. Not this like very like lackadaisical circular motion all the way to the outside. That's old school. That's from like 10 years ago. Okay. It should be back and forth, up and down. Basket weave is what they call it. And then it should be let to dry. Air dry. If someone blows on your port to dry it or waves their hand in front of it, no. no. Do it again. They're going to have to clean it again. They're going to have to clean it again. And, and the reason you have to be so strict about this is because you will have no immune system. And that bacteria is just sitting on your skin and it's going to be trapped under that dressing for six to eight hours. Right. Bacteria is not static. It migrates. It moves across the surface. Mm -hmm. And you have that needle going straight into your bloodstream. And it can move right in there. Because they're very small right. as well. So you can't have anything under that dressing. Not anywhere near the insertion point. So it should dry on its own. If they take the sterile gauze from inside the kit and dab it. 
like at the very end, that's okay. It's not preferred, but I, I can't really find too much fault with that. But the drying, the actual drying is what is denaturing the bacteria and what's killing them along with the friction. And then they should access you as normal and they should place a dressing over top. Then, only then should their sterile gloves, they should have sterile gloves on, by the way. After they clean you, they should put on a mask and sterile gloves. Actually, the mask goes on before they clean you. Mm-hmm. There's a mask and sterile gloves involved. Just look for these things. Mm-hmm. After they put the dressing on, they can take that off. Anytime they put a syringe onto that hub, the end, the connector, mm-hmm. they should be scrubbing that with alcohol. If it's chlorhexidine alcohol, it only takes five seconds. If it's just a straight up, alcohol swab it's 15 seconds those of you that don't know what she's referring to is that (laughs) once you you have the port access which means there is a needle inserted and then there is a long tube that Mm -hmm. that comes with the port or the the access port and that's what they hook up to you'll see have like an ivy pole that has all the drugs on it and they put the drugs on another tube. And I'm just trying to like layman's term this. So now this is perfect. So that, and then they, what they do is they will, like what she said, is they have to scrub the end of your tube because the one that's connected to you, and they scrub the end of the tube that they're about to put together. It's just like, you know, putting two straws together, kind of. And yeah. And they've got to make sure that those are really clean. That's yeah. exactly what she's saying. Yeah but in the most layman's term possible. <laughs> <laughs> the connector that's attached to your tube is mm-hmm. called the hub or the clave. And so we always say scrub the hub and you scrub it for 15 seconds. There's new swabs out there that are um, chlorhexidine impregnated instead of al- just straight up alcohol. Those only take five seconds with five seconds of drying time. And when they kind of bring out the new tubing, which they will with your medication, it's sterile inside of there. So they don't have to clean that part off necessarily. But if anything hits the ground or hits a device, I mean, it should be scrubbed. And hypervigilance in this area is well warranted because, again, you're not any infection in a bloodstream, in a central bloodstream is very difficult to manage even for someone who is perfectly healthy and in someone who's immunocompromised it's all it's almost impossible and you can become septic and die right so it's very important exactly so what jocelyn means about a central line is that that is what your port (laughs) is I'm just I'm saying. I'm the worst. I'm just saying because I can't imagine that there's people that all like my. I'm, you know, I've had to talk to others mm-hmm. that don't know what a central line is, and that just means so the portacath that they've inserted the day or the day before your first chemo treatment is basically what it's called a central line, and it goes directly into your main bloodstream. That's. Mm-hmm. That's really what it is. So it is a direct route to your main bloodstream. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's brilliant. Just want to exactly what it is. Clear that air a Thank little you. bit. <laughs> Thank you for that. And there can be some variation, but mm-hmm. honestly, and in the moment when you realize someone is not doing it correctly, or you suspect, because you 
it may look different and and that's fine and things change all the time right. indications change all the time they may have a fancy new swab that only takes three seconds you don't know i don't know but have rehearsed what you are going to say because you will be too scared in the moment to advocate for yourself so the word i like to use a lot is actually because it's not like wait or stop or which you absolutely if you have no problem with this go for gold like use whatever words you want but if you're the kind of person who finds confrontation difficult and you also don't want to piss off this nurse who's about to stick you with a needle I think that's wise you can say actually and then say something clarifying like actually and you can turn it towards yourself Actually, I really like it um, when it gets scrubbed really well because it just makes me feel a little more secure. Would you mind doing that for me so that I can feel less anxious? That's okay to say. That's okay to say. That's a great way to say it too. Yeah. If you, because what you don't want to do is shut the other person down, especially if they are doing it correctly. Or you can just say, actually, sometimes when I come here, I feel like I get scrubbed a very long time and then sometimes it doesn't seem like very long at all. Can you help me? Because I'm not a nurse. Understand the difference. Or the first time you get accessed by a new nurse, you can say, actually, it really helps me um, if you say out loud what you're about to do and why because I get anxious about an infection um, and I've just heard a lot of scary things about it and it, it really helps my anxiety if you if you talk me through it because that, that'll bring attention to it. And I mean, most of the nurses that are going to care for you are, are going to be great. Mm-hmm. And some nurses just with people are not going to be great. Right. And if you ever feel that, that hot flushed panic feeling mm-hmm. when a nurse is taking care of you for any reason, you can say, actually, I think I need a minute. Can I step away? Can I, can I have a moment? And then you're going to go ask someone else for a different nurse. Yeah, that's if a great way to if go. If you just feel like you really can't confront that person. Right. And it's all about your comfort. Mm-hmm. It's like we can all make room and have empathy for people who are not great at their jobs or not having a great day or just having a moment. Totally. But you're not responsible for the way that person feels. Mm -mm. You're only responsible for the way that you feel. And if you feel uncomfortable at any point, you have to find a provider that makes you comfortable. Right. So feel, feel free advocating for yourself or bring a friend with you every time and have a word, a safe word that you use and let the friend be the bad guy. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. 